Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Unmasking Autism with AFO. I am your host, Carly Marissa Dummett. This podcast is presented by the Autism Foundation of Oklahoma and funded by the Oklahoma State Department of Health. For those who don't know, the Autism Foundation of Oklahoma strives to improve the lives of Oklahomans with autism across the lifespan. Before we jump in, I would just like to say that this podcast will discuss autism, suicide, mental health and wellness, among other topics, with autistic individuals and different professionals, with the goal of unmasking stereotypes, increasing awareness, advocating for mental health and wellness, and attempting to shatter the stigmas of these topics through conversation and personal experience. Hi, welcome back to Unmasking Autism with AFO. I'm Carly Marissa Dummett, and I am here with my guest today, Josh DiBartolo from the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse. Hi, hello, thank you for being here today. Would you mind um, introducing yourself and a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, my name is uh, Josh DiBartolo. I am the Tribal Multicultural Liaison, but I also do a lot of different things with uh, partnerships and, and just very excited to be here to have a discussion about Oklahoma's crisis continuum of care, and that includes uh, 98 Mental Health Lifeline. Yes, which I'm wearing my little 988 pen. You've probably seen the billboards and the advertisements all over the place. Uh, I know I do, I love it, it's great. Um, so you said you're the tribal liaison, so are you yourself Native American or? Yeah, so uh, tribal multicultural. So I am uh, I am tribal. I'm a tribal citizen of the Comanche Nation. Oh, great. Uh, born and raised in Southwest Oklahoma, and now reside around the Oklahoma City metro area. Great, awesome. Yeah, I was just um, at the Comanche Nation Cops and Kids event on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. yeah. It was really awesome. Um, so we have Josh here today to talk to us a bit about 988. Um, in terms of autistic individuals and also neurotypical individuals. Um, I'm sure you know, but for those at home listening or watching, according to 988.lifeline.org, some common warning signs of suicide in autistic people, and a lot of these I think go for neurotypical people as well, sudden or increased withdrawal, no words to communicate acute distress, current traumatic event reported by self or others, increase in rate and severity of self-harm, worsening levels and symptoms of anxiety and depression, a new focus on suicidal talk, suicidal thoughts and ruminations, seeking means or making plans for suicide or suicidal rehearsal, statements about having no hope and no reason to live and hopelessness itself. Um, so to get started, can you just give us an overview of 988, like what it is, how it works, how is it different from 911? Yeah, so in Oklahoma, uh, nationwide, 988 launched in the summer of July 2022. So it's been going for over a year now in Oklahoma. And within the first year, we received over 40,000 phone calls. Oh of, those are just Oklahomans that are going to our main call center. Okay. Um, so during that time and kind of where it's come and, and how it's been is uh, 98 is an easy number to remember, right? Yeah. It's kind of like 911, but think about it as in Oklahoma, we call it to call it the mental health lifeline. Uh, it's a way that anybody can call and talk to a professional at any point in time, at, at any, any day, any time, and it's completely free. 
so think about it as a no wrong doer approach. You know, maybe you're just like, hey, I need help with um, just talking to somebody right now. I'm going through a really hard life event. Um, and we call it the mental health lifeline is because we want people to know that you can call that number for any reason mm -hmm. at any point in time. Uh, and it's always available uh, no matter what. And now we also have call, text, and chat. So even if you don't want to talk to somebody uh, over the phone, you can call or text, you can text or chat them as well, which is very accessible to, to everybody. Uh, so very excited. So the difference between 988 and 911, which is a really good question, the biggest thing that we've talked about is if somebody is at imminent risk or danger to themselves immediately right now, that's a call to 911. If you um, are just needing to talk to somebody or you're having questions as a family member, a friend, or yourself, definitely call 988. Mm -hmm. And again, um, just to reiterate for everybody, it is for numerous reasons. It's not just for if you're feeling suicidal, like anything, like uh, somebody who goes for a really bad breakup and they feel like maybe they're alone, they can call 988. Yeah, anybody can call 988. Uh, the really cool thing is, like I said, before that, you know, you can call for any reason. You know, you can call because maybe you're you're needing help with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, we have a dashboard that's live on the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services website, and it actually says 988. And what it tracks is the whole last month's phone calls. Okay. So you can see what the reasons are for folks calling. You can see, you know, um, who are the individuals calling? Could it be law enforcement, family members, that person themselves? Um, and it's for a whole gamut of reasons, to be honest. It could be mental health, it could be substance use disorder. Yeah. Some of it is asking for resources and different aspects like that. So there's lots of reasons that people are calling. Okay, cool. Um, and so what are those different services and programs people can connect with when they call? Because, um, you know, again, I think 988, I know a lot of my friends have been like, oh, the suicide line, and I'm, you know, that's why I'm glad you're here, reiterating over and over again, it is not just for suicidal thoughts or feelings, anyone. So like the people who call for resources, what, what do you guys do, how do you help them? Yeah, so our call center here in Oklahoma is through our, our, our contractor, Solari. So Solari is a company that was originally in Arizona, but they had um, decided to come to Oklahoma and start the call center down here. Um, and one of the biggest things that we wanted to iterate from the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health and the Substance Abuse Services perspective was having Oklahomans answer the phone for other Oklahomans, right? Okay. So you're, we're, think about it like I'm a neighbor helping my neighbor out. So it's, it's a local approach, but when you're talking about resources and getting people connected to different aspects when they're calling, um, you know, our, the call center staff are helping to have an understanding of what that person needs but then also looking for to how to get them appropriately connected. So if they need to get connected to mental health services, mm -hmm. they'll get them connected to appointments and different things like that, referrals, sending people to different avenues. So it's kind of like a hub essentially yeah. in a lot of different ways. Um, and there's also on the backside of it, of, a, of when a person calls 98, the call just doesn't end there. Once the person is, is good to go, you know, they've sent to the referral and, and done everything, but then there's also the follow-up component of it as well. So okay. it's not just a, hey, 
how you doing on the phone? Yeah. All right, I'm done. I'm good now. You know, there's going to be folks calling you to follow up and then even schedule outpatient appointments if that's something that you're, you're seeking as well. Okay, great. So you guys can really help Oklahomans get in touch with the things that they need. Okay, that is so great. I did not even know that. Um, so you guys recently partnered with AFO to, to provide autism training and sensory kits for your 988 staff, including your mobile crisis unit across the state. Um, can you tell us a little bit in your words about how this partnership was developed and the response you've received from the mental health professional staff you guys have? Yeah, so this is something we've been really proud of at the Department of Mental Health and Substance Services and really got to be on the forefront, um, myself and other individuals within the department, of looking of ways to meet more needs of Oklahomans. So we understand that when somebody's in crisis, maybe they respond in a different way. They need some help to self-regulate, right? Um, you know, for myself, for example, when I get stressed out, I want to go for a walk. I need to release some physical activity. Uh, for somebody who is more on the neurodiverse side of things, maybe they need uh, some stimulation through sensory and different things like that. Uh, so from having conversations and having staff that we have internally, you know, we thought it would be a really great idea to connect with Autism Foundation Oklahoma and utilize Sensory Kids. Yeah. So um, the cool thing is, you know, we reached out to AFO, Emily Scott, uh, Chandy Cott, and mm -hmm. really got to have a conversation with them about what we were looking for and what we had the idea and vision for. And Emily and Chandy, man, they rose to the occasion. They yeah. came and they tailored the sensory kit to help meet the needs of more Oklahomans. So instead of having like a weighted blanket like they usually have, they replaced it with like a weighted lap yeah. uh, um, squishy thing, which is really cool, still heavy. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it helped to be, make that usable for the next person, right? Yeah. So, um, it's been really cool, the response that we've had. I believe we purchased over 60 sensory kits yeah. and got them into the mobile crisis teams across the state of Oklahoma. So that's for youth and, and adults. Mm -hmm. um, and we've already started receiving success stories of how those are being used oh, and really? implemented. Okay. And one of the cool things that we're able to do is help those organizations. We were able to help start the initial uh, sensory kit drive and now those organizations are wanting even more oh my gosh so it's Yay. an opportunity to help meet the needs of more Oklahomans and have more sensory kits across our system so um, when we're talking about you know mobile crisis teams mm -hmm. the call center they're all components of the Oklahoma crisis continuum of care mm -hmm. so that's call center and then if somebody calls the call center and they're like hey I want to have somebody come out and visit me in person I just feel like I just need to talk to somebody in person then we have mobile crisis teams that can be dispatched to all 77 counties in Oklahoma. Okay. Going anywhere throughout the state, meeting them, meeting the individuals where they're at with their family, uh, and possibly going inside of their house, you know, going inside of their house as well, talking with them, making sure that they're stable. Um, and it's been a really cool thing to have the, the sensory kits because if it's just another tool in the toolbox, right? Yeah. So. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, we do have sensory kits. They're available for purchase right off of our website. They are um, a great tool. Put them in your car. They're easy to go. They're in a little bag. Like he said, they have weighted lap um, pads. Some do also have weighted blankets. You can let us know which one you'd like. They have noise-canceling headphones, sunglasses, earplugs. They have a full bag of sensory toys. And then they also have communication cards that are um, dry erase. That's the word. Um, so if your nonverbal loved one or if your autistic loved one who becomes nonverbal when overstimulated, they can still communicate with you and with the people around them. 
So to check those out, please go to our website. Um, and so can you tell us a little more detail about what an urgent recovery center and a crisis center and mobile crisis unit are and how they differ from a hospital emergency room? Yeah, so hospital emergency room, you know, is open 24-7, but with our urgent recovery centers, it's a place where somebody can go to essentially stabilize. So um, a person can go there for 23 hours, 59 minutes and have clinical staff around them that's present to monitor them help meet their needs uh, as well. So it's a little bit different. It's a really cool concept that we have here in Oklahoma. So we have our mobile crisis teams, obviously, that are, that are meeting the needs of individuals across Oklahoma. And there's coverage for all 77 counties. Uh, so it's been really cool to see Oklahomans get connected to mobile crisis units, mm -hmm. um, mobile crisis teams, and then also getting connected to urgent recovery centers. Think about it as you go to urgent care. You know, this past week I had to go to urgent care for my foot. Okay. My foot's hurt. So um, you go in there, you get quickly seen, and you get addressed pretty quickly. So it's the same thing with your mental health. That's the okay. same thing that we're seeing. And, and if you need to stay there for a little bit of, of time, then you can stay there, be assessed by clinical staff again. Uh, and then if you need a longer term stay, then that clinical, determ clinical determination will be made by that staff as well. Okay, and so this is voluntary, like if someone's having a mental health crisis, they can take themselves there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. this is voluntary. Any individual can uh, go, go by themselves or, you know, can be taken, you know, as well. So. Yeah, can you give um, people a little more, like, can you describe um, a mobile crisis unit experience for people who maybe still don't understand like what exactly it yeah. is? So the composition of a mobile crisis team, that's a great question, uh, because the mobile crisis team will usually be an individual that we like to refer to as a peer recovery support specialist. Okay. Or what that is in, in our workforce is a person who has lived experience or has had a, a family member with lived experience that they've got to be directly in contact. So. Um, it's very important having peers because it helps to have an understanding of, you know, I've been here before and I know how to navigate the system. Maybe I can give you some tips or tricks that I know that have helped me out in my journey to recovery as well. So it's always going to be a, you know, a peer recovery support specialist. Another component of that is a care coordinator, case manager, okay. who's helping to meet the needs of that individual. Maybe they're like, hey, I need help with employment. I need help with housing. And this is what's causing me stress in my life. Then they can help to meet that need. Or, you know, maybe it's as simple as, hey, we don't have any food right now. And this is why I'm feeling very anxious right now. Yeah, yeah. So kind of helping to meet the need there. And then there's also the ability um, within the mobile crisis team to have the licensed professional therapist as well who's making that clinical determination um, if the individual um, needs a higher level of care or anything like that. So they can okay. actually like walk through all the different steps of the person as well. So that's the composition yeah. of the mobile crisis team. And like I said earlier, there are youth mobile crisis teams for our young people. Oh, and then okay. there's mobile crisis teams for adults as well. Okay, great. So um, I'm from Florida, and in Florida, we have something called Baker Act, where um, if somebody is having like a mental health crisis and it's determined they need to be uh, inpatient, they're put on a 72-hour hold. Does Oklahoma have that, or like it's equivalent, or is that what the 23-hour and 59-minute thing so is? If, or? if somebody's needing to um, be in a higher level of care, and mm -hmm. that's made through clinical determination, obviously, yeah, we do have inpatient, you know, we have our um, Oklahoma civil commitment um, legislation okay. that's a part of our law. So yeah, there, there are laws and statutes that are in place to help make, to help get somebody the help that they need. Yes, no, yes. Um, 
And just uh, so somebody calls the mobile crisis unit or they go to the, one of the crisis centers, is law enforcement going to be called if somebody enters one of those places or calls the mobile unit? And um, is everyone that like, so let's do the one part, the law enforcement, but second part, if somebody is having like, I don't have any food, it's causing me an immense amount of stress, I'm really struggling with it mentally, and they go into your crisis center or your urgent care area, are cops going to be called there? And will they automatically be um, put inpatient? Or can they go and then leave? So uh, that's a really good question. So kind of back to the part of law enforcement. Yeah. So right now that we're seeing across the state, you know, 90 Day obviously is still um, still making a lot of connections. Solari's making a lot of connections uh, across the state with 911 dispatches and different things like that. So one of the things that I've been told and, and, have, and, and have heard is that, you know, sometimes mobile crisis teams are actually going to uh, places with law enforcement okay. and law enforcement will go in first make sure that everything is okay and then once they make that determination then they can let the mobile crisis team enter to go ahead and address the situation that okay. person so you know we're looking at referral referral streams as well so you know law enforcement um, sometimes is referring to 988 yeah. and understanding like hey you know that's not really a law enforcement call that's more uh, somebody needing to talk with somebody about their mental health and um, you know that's the way that this system is meant to meant yeah. to be set up to where yeah. hey law enforcement can continue to do law law enforcement things and mental health clinicians and folks like that can go ahead and address that situation as well. Okay, great. And then um, when somebody takes themselves to one of your crisis centers or your urgent care unit, are they automatically going to be staying there, or if it's like determined that they just need to talk to someone? They can leave afterwards. It's it's voluntary, um, from my understanding. But you know, if that person does want to leave early, let me get back to on that one. Okay. No. Nope. Yeah. No. No. No problem. Um, I'm pretty sure that they can leave at any point in time, but you know, unless uh, it's determined. Unless it's determined that they that they you know, usually because if you think about it like this, inpatient is usually like <clears throat> a civil commitment, right? Yes. So that's a civil commitment and you have been determined that you need that because you're a harm to yourself or others. Mm -hmm. But then urgent recovery centers are like a step down as far as like you don't need to actually go inpatient, but you just don't want to be alone right now. And this yeah. is voluntary for you to be here. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That makes it fit better in my head too. Um, so what are some things you have done and will be doing to continue getting the word about 988 out across Oklahoma? Um, I follow you guys online, which you should follow them online too. It's 988 uh, Oklahoma. Um, actually, I reposted a bunch of the things you guys posted yesterday. And let me just pull it up real quick because some of these statistics I did not know and I thought they were really interesting. Um, they were suicide statistics from out Oklahoma and uh, blah, blah, blah. Oklahoma is the seventh highest suicide rate in the nation. Um, I found that really, uh, okay, <laughs> was my reaction. Um, suicide is also the second leading cause of death for Oklahoma children ages 10 to 24 and young adults ages 25 to 34. So basically from 10 to 34, you are really at risk uh, to fit this statistic, no? 
Yeah, so, you know, we always like to be very proactive on our social media. And, I, and it, it's, you know, we're a department. So, again, I yes. have to give kudos to um, the Oklahoma Department of Mental Health Suspect Services communications team. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, our senior director of uh, public relations, you know, Bonnie Campo, um, really proactive in getting a lot of information, making sure that Oklahomans are knowing what's happening in their state as far as what our statistics are. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, whenever you, we're sharing those information, we're putting that out there as a public service announcement too, yeah. right? Because we want to help let, let our state know like, hey, it's okay to, to ask for help and it's okay that mental health is no different than your physical ailments. Like if you had diabetes or cancer, you know, when you're a diabetic, you have to check yeah. your, your blood sugar regularly, right? And just like your mental health, if you lived with a mental health or, or mental health diagnosis, you have to check your mental health form, yeah. right? So, um, and you know, some of those situations that we talk about behavioral health and, or mental health, um, you could, they can be situational. Maybe you're going through a really hard breakup right now. Maybe, yeah. you, you, maybe you had a, a sudden loss in your life. There's a lot of different things that can cause stress um, in an individual's life and just knowing that, hey, there's somewhere in this state that I can turn and yeah. talk to somebody. And, you know, when somebody's calling 90 day, you know, you can also, you can choose not to give your name. Okay. So you just want to call and talk to somebody, but maybe you're too scared to, you're, maybe you just don't want to give your name because of your job or whatever. Yeah. And that's an yeah. option as well. You're not going to be forced to tell anybody anything. Okay. So it's totally anonymous and if you want it to and be. And it can be totally anonymous. And then also one of the cool things is it can be totally anonymous and then, you know, none of that information is going to be shared. This is going to be protected. Um, this is protected by your HIPAA and your privacy yeah. at the end of the day. So there's also no worry on that side of it. We just want Oklahomans to call and talk to people. So some of the messaging that you're talking about is yeah. really cool because, you know, some of the messaging that we're seeing here in the state says even cowboys cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and another statistic that you guys posted in this same little PSA that um, I personally think don't get enough recognition. So maybe we can talk about that for a second. The largest group of people who do um, commit suicide are middle-aged white men. Um, do you have any insight into that statistic uh, from like your personal um, experience or anything like that? Because um, when I first saw that, it was it was not what I expected it to be, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, and so I feel like maybe maybe we can just talk about that because I feel like men sometimes are really overlooked in certain things. Like there's a phrase a guy I dated once told me about how most men don't receive flowers for flowers for the first time until it's at their funeral. And that was really sad to hear. Um, but apparently that's like a stereotypical phrase that I was hearing for the first time. Um, you know, we do live in a society where, you know, women are societally conditioned to think that they fit into this one role and then men are societally conditioned to think that, you know, um, they fit into this one role. Um, and you are a man. So uh, can you give us maybe a little insight on that? Yeah, we're talking about, you know, deaths by suicide or completion, yeah. uh, suicide completions. You know, one of the things that we talk about is, is how to engage these populations um, and engage them effectively, right? So when we're talking about messaging, we're talking about um, how to outreach that community. It's one thing to have an understanding about what that community looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, I'll use the example of tribes. So the way that I approach tribes 
would be completely different than if I was to approach um, the, the African-American community. Yeah. And maybe it looks like you have to engage, um, you know, for the African-American community, you want to engage faith leaders. So just like you, you know that population a little bit better because you understand their subculture within a larger culture, yeah. I think is very telling. So kind of back to your point of, of you know, Caucasian males, uh, one of the things I think that we have to understand too is that, you know, how do we engage this population more effectively, but then tailor this to let them know like, hey, you have peers, you have friends in this area that maybe are struggling as well, but how do we amplify the voices of the peers? Right? Yeah. So I think that there's multiple different things that we can do, um, but at the same time, men, I feel like are conditioned to feel like, hey, we have it all together. Yeah. Um, there's no problem here. You know, like I said, you know, there's that message that men don't cry, cowboys don't cry, yeah. you know, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep going. So I think that sometimes we need to have a conversation that our mental health is just as important as our physical health. 100%. And, and having that understanding that, you know, I'm not okay and that's okay, but we want you to talk to somebody about not being okay. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And you know, again, uh, 9 and 8 can be completely anonymous. So if you feel like you just need to talk to somebody, please call. And I do wanna play devil's advocate just for a little second. Um, so for people who may not think that, cause I browse comment sections. Mm -hmm. So for people who um, wanna come back and say that 988 is not helpful, um, what can you say in regard to debating that? You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like sometimes people make assumptions because they don't, they haven't experienced something or, you know what I mean? Or maybe someone has called 988 and they have felt like it didn't help them. What can you say on that? Yeah. So, I mean, the way I look at this is, you know, have you ever been to a restaurant, had a terrible experience? Yes. And you know you're going to that comment section yeah. and you're going to call the manager yep, and you're going to yep. do all the things, right? Uh, so that's no different than a call center that's offering a, a help for the mm -hmm. general public, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we are aware that sometimes things are going to happen. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that uh, Solari has been really proactive in doing is, you know, reaching out to those individuals that voice concerns and they'll actually go back and review the calls and make sure like and see if it's a learning opportunity and wait how to fix it into the future. Uh, what they've noticed though as well is that, hey, one of the important things that we haven't discussed yet about 90 Day and kind of getting back to your point yeah. though is that if you don't have an Oklahoma area code, that call's not going to the Oklahoma call center. Oh, so, okay. So if you have a Texas number, uh, area code and you're from Austin, yeah. then it's gonna go to the Texas call center. Okay. So, so that's another big thing of, of helping the, the general public know maybe they're having a bad experience uh, it, from another call center. Not saying that that's no. every situation, yeah, 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 but yeah. I'm just saying that that, that that does exist. But you know, if you're going to be calling from Oklahoma to the Oklahoma call center, but you don't have an Oklahoma phone number, I would recommend using an Oklahoma phone number to make that call. Okay, no, that actually is really good to know because so like I'm from Florida and my phone number is still a 727 number. So if I were to dial 988, I'd be transferred to a Florida center. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Wow, no, that is really good to know. Okay, so to talk to an Oklahoman in Oklahoma, call from Oklahoma phone. Yes. And, okay. And, and you know, they are proactively looking at ways to help make the system better. And, yeah. And if you have had a bad experience, please reach out to Solari, reach out to the call center, let them know you've had a negative experience um, so that some another Oklahoma doesn't go through the same experience. And, but you know, if someone does call, 
you know, we have a call center, but then we have backup call centers. Okay. So there's backup call centers that are national as well and as 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 well as Oklahoma. So Okay. Um, so no one who calls 988 is ever going to like wait for a long time to be connected to somebody, right? Or like are people cuz people are calling in crisis, right? Or I would assume um do they wait at all or are they immediately connected? Yeah, so we on our dashboard, we do have statistics on it. Mm -hmm. I believe the last time I looked at it, our answer rate was was pretty significant. Oh man, where's my phone? Oh. Yeah, no, go pull it up, pull it up. Let me yeah. pull, pull it up. Let me just pull it up. So sorry, this no, is okay. this isn't good TV right now. No, but no, it's good, it's good. <laughs> couldn't do this when I was on the news, but uh, <laughs> it's totally all right. Um, yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. And share with you the last 30 days because it will tell you the answer rate, how okay. long it's taken, how long people are waiting. Um, and I think that'd be really good information. And to you share. said this dashboard is something anybody can see. Yeah, 24 7. Wow. Okay. So the dashboard is on our Oklahoma Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services website. So you're going to go to research. And then from research, you're going to go down to dashboards. Oh, okay. And then from dashboards, let me see, explore. Um, you're going to come on down to our 98 call center dashboard right here. Okay. And this will give you the statistics for the last 30 days. So for the last 30 days, we've had 5,092 calls. That's wow. our call volume in the last 30 days. So those are calls that are just going to the Oklahoma call center. And if they're rolling over and going to a national call center, then you know those numbers aren't included. Those those numbers are not included. The answer rate for Oklahoma is 98.5 percent. Okay. Um, and then the average speed of an answer when you're calling the call center is 12 seconds. Wow, okay. Um, and then the stabilization rate over the phone, Yeah. Uh, just talking with somebody or getting that, that person met where they, where they are is 89% as well. Wow. So that's a really high percentage that of is. stabilizing over the phone. Like, hey, you know, we understand you're having a situation right now, but we want to help meet the need. Yeah. And if they can de-escalate that call and get you taken care of with another um Another intervention as well. Um, reasons for calling. Yeah. This is, this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. top reasons. Let's go. Um, Twenty-seven percent of the calls are for a coordination of care. Okay. You know, looking for different resources. Nineteen percent of those calls were for self-harm, um, suicidal ideation. Thirteen percent were for depression. Eleven percent social concerns. Nine percent anxiety. Uh, Seven percent follow-up as well. Okay. So, um, those are some of the higher ones, and. You can even see the call volume. So from this dashboard right here, you can see from March all the way to August right now. Wow. Uh, we went from 3,730 calls in March, and now this month being 5,270 in August. So, wow. um, you know, you can tell you dispatches by call. So if somebody calls, and again, they're not a part of that 89%, but they're like, hey, I'd like to have a mobile crisis team come visit with me. Yes. Um, you know, you can see the dispatches as well. So 388 for, for August. Okay. Um, and then top five referral sources as well. So we're having, you know, majority of the time it's going to be yourself, 69%, others 14%, family member 12%, and then behavioral health and then law enforcement as well. Wow. So the other, and be, so somebody can call 988 and be like, hey, my sister, for example, yeah. is blah, blah, and you'll give that person advice on how to help their other. Yeah, so they, they, if that, that would definitely help get connected to that person as well. And okay. say, hey, you know, maybe we can reach out to that person ourselves and help to de-escalate the situation, give advice as well. So 
Uh, you asked about 911 diversions, yeah. so call from, calls from law enforcement, you know, 68, mobile crisis team dispatched to law enforcement, 29. So, okay. you know, there, there's a tandem right there and it's working together. So, yeah. Uh, and again, these dashboards are live and active for anybody to see okay. uh, at any point in time. So, wow, you know, 98.5% and 89 percent that's i think that's really i mean 12 seconds is really impressive yeah. wow yeah. that's great honestly like in just a year you said july 2022 so just a little over a year wow that's really amazing that makes me want to cry so oklahoma oh, yeah. has um you know oklahoma i really feel like is leading the way in a lot of aspects nationally uh with having uh, a great call center that's so robust meeting the needs of more oklahomans that's why we wanted to get the sensory kits because we wanted to meet the needs of more Oklahomans yeah. across the state right um, but then also having mobile crisis teams and urgent recovery centers. Yeah. These are all the different puzzle pieces that fit together to make the crisis continue of care. Yeah, and I really don't think too many people know about this or know about um, the mobile crisis units. Yeah. I think that's like a real, I, I mean, I know like people have like discussed it broadly on all types of news stations and things, but the fact that people, you know, can literally utilize this mobile crisis unit, I think that that is so great. Um, it is September, and September is National Suicide um, Prevention and Awareness Month. Based on just like last September's data, and I saw that getting higher and higher on the dashboard, do you guys uh, typically see like a rise of mental health crises in September, or do you think the prevention and awareness sort of combats that? So one of the aspects, you know, with this dashboard that we've seen is every month it's increasing. Yeah. And we think that every month it's increasing because we're doing such a good job of sharing 9 and 8, yeah. right? So you, the, the more you share it, the more people are going to be calling. Um, so I think that that's an aspect of it as well, is like mm -hmm. more Oklahomans are getting to know like, hey, 9 and 8's out there. I have this free accessible thing I can use 24-7. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, you know, Suicide Awareness Month, you know, and things like that, I think initiatives like this yes. definitely help to put a spotlight on issues that we're having, you know, as a state, as a country. And I think that it's really cool for us to say, hey, you know, we're here to yeah. help meet the needs of more Oklahomans. So, you know, during this month or during any day of the year, if anybody's having an issue at any point in time, you know, know that there's your fellow Oklahomans, neighbors meeting the, the needs of other neighbors. Yes, 100%. No, I think that is super cool. And I think it's really important just to stress one more time, you guys, you can even call 988 to get yourself connected to help and to resources. I think something um, a lot of Oklahomans don't understand is the vast majority of resources that are available to you, most of the time free, um, for free by the state. Um, so please call 988. You can call them for a plethora of reasons. Uh, you guys are really doing God's work. Like, honestly, this is really great. Um, uh, is there anything else you would like to share with the world about 988 before we wrap this up? No, I was going to say, I really appreciate you guys having the Oklahoma Department of Health yeah. Services come out and talk about 988 and, and the great work that, you know, us as a team, as a department of the state have done because we're very proud of meeting the needs of more Oklahomans. Oh, and yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's overwhelming when, when people are looking for resources or looking for talking about mental health, right? Because yeah. that's just one of those um, subjects that are very taboo a lot of times, yes. right? Um, but it's okay. Don't be like that uh, little can of soda that you pick up and you shake and shake and shake <laughs> yeah. and shake and finally it explodes. Like, you know, we want to help meet your need earlier. So call 98. Let us, let us yeah. go ahead. If you don't know where to turn, let us help you 
turned in the right direction. Yeah, and um, let's just clarify this for people. You do not need health insurance to access 988, right? Nope, it's for any, anybody. Exactly, because uh, I know uh, in this country right now, a big issue is the rising cost of health care and the rising cost of even mental health access. So uh, 988, it is free to call, it is free to use, it is free to get connected. They have a 12 second answer rate. So you pick up that phone and you call and they will answer you. Um, that is really great. Josh, it has been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Seriously. But uh, thank you so much, seriously, for coming yeah. in today. Um, I really appreciate it. If you want to know more about 988, Make sure you get on a phone that is linked to Oklahoma and called 988 or visit 988oklahoma.com, right? I'm saying the, okay, yes, 988oklahoma.com. You can also visit www.autismfoundationok.org. Hit our suicide prevention and awareness tab and you'll be taken to not only this podcast, but a bunch of different resources in part provided by 988 to help yourself and or others. And besides that, we will see you next time. Have a... Um, a Jiminy Cricket day. So awesome. Uh, seriously, thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Unmasking Autism with AFO. I'm your host, Carly Marissa Dummett. Thank you again to the Oklahoma State Department of Health. And for any information on our trainings or our events, please visit www.autismfoundationok.org or follow us on social media platforms at Autism Foundation. Okay. As always, thank you so much and we'll see you next time.